Welcome to another episode of the Military Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Big Chief. And today, I want to talk to you guys about dealing with loneliness. I know this is a issue that afflicts people all over the world, especially during the holidays. We are not coming up on any significant holidays, but I have been observing my surroundings and I've noticed that there are a lot of people that don't have families, that don't have kids, that are not in relationships, and they're actively dealing with the feeling of being alone. So I was thinking about this issue, and I said, you know what, maybe I should make a podcast about this, because I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there that are watching their friends and their families engage, you know, with, you know, whoever. And they were like, you know what, that guy seems to have a lot of fullness in his life. He has a lot of engagements. And here I am sitting in my room, no place to go, no family to come home to. And and that becomes uh, eventually a mental health issue. So I just want to talk about this a little bit and give my perspective and some tips on how you can deal with this if you're one of those people out there that may be dealing with feeling lonely. So a few reasons why I think people would feel lonely, uh, first of all, is it could be a part of their personality. Some people are just have antisocial behavior. They just have a hard time with blending in into society. Uh, with interacting with people, it's uncomfortable for them. I know because at one point in time, I was a little bit more of an introvert. Although when I was in in a crowd of people and I had to interact, I would come out of my shell just enough to get through the engagement, but it wasn't my comfortable space. It took a while before I started to build confidence and not view myself as you know the one that is not entertaining in the crowd sometimes self-image has a big part in creating that hindrance to wanting to engage because you might view yourself in a certain way and be thinking about how other people may be viewing you as you engage which makes you shy you might say they probably think that what i'm saying is dumb or they probably don't think I'm as cool or my posture is not as confident as maybe the other individuals and they're probably noticing all these things and you feel vulnerable when you're being observed like the layers that you try to hide your real self under are being peeled back and the more you talk and the more you stand in front of somebody the more you're being revealed so it's more comfortable to hide because you're not so sure about yourself and you don't want anybody else to really validate how you feel on the inside. So we hide and that's a form of protection. So antisocial behavior is probably one of the reasons why people get stuck in that state of loneliness. The other piece is some folks just have difficulty blending in. They have different interests, They're inside of a school environment or work environment 
and they just have a hard time aligning their interest with everybody else's. So when everybody else is talking football and you want to talk Bill Nye the science guy and nobody's interested in the conversation, eventually after the first and the second and the third attempt, they realize that they're just passively observing organic interactions happening and they say, you know, it's like playing hopscotch, but I can't ever find an opportunity to jump in. Difficulty blending in is probably the next reason why some people have a hard time uh, socially and they're therefore again end up feeling lonely. Past traumas uh, is another thing that I kind of thought about. If you had uh, an embarrassment, if you've had issues as a child with maybe your parents or somebody telling you that you weren't good enough, being teased or bullied at a young age can cause people to become uh, introverts. Maybe if you were normally an extrovert and you were in a relationship and your relationship ended, maybe everything socially is going right for you, but you had a relationship that recently ended and now you're feeling lonely because there's a huge void. You had somebody there to come home to every day and now that person is no longer there. So now you actually observe the quiet, the quietness in the room and you miss the conversations and you pay attention to the, the blank spots that are now existing in your life. Another reason is feeling separated from loved ones. Maybe if you're in the military and you're deployed and you're around a bunch of people that are not your normal crowd, uh, you're there because you're now on a deployment. You might feel lonely uh, if your family members move away from you and you're by yourself. That might feel like, you know, you're distant from the people that you actually want to be around that could contribute to loneliness and, and generally feeling disconnected from the crowd. Some people have certain interests and identify with certain groups. Uh, a lot of times in high schools, the, the gothic kids tend to have small groups. Some kids identify uh, in a particular way. Some people associate themselves with particular things and they just have a hard time finding people in society that view the world the way that they view the world. So when they step out of their homes, they say, I'm one of one. Nobody else identifies with me. Therefore, I walk with my head down in the crowd and I just don't want to be noticed because there's not that many people that when I talk to like, oh, wow, you like the same things I like. And that's that's another reason is people in their mind may feel that they're so unique that there's nobody else in the entire world that's like them. And all these feelings are absolutely normal. So in society, one of the things, according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, is the need to be accepted. And that's actually out of the five levels of the needs of humans, that's actually the third rung from the bottom. So you have physiological needs, um, eating, air, basic things to survive, and then you go into safety and security, and then you get into that integration piece, that feeling accepting and finding a group. So that means that in the basic core foundation of what it means to be human, interaction is like, fundamental this is this is like right above i'm not going to get mauled to death by a bear and after i realize i'm not going to get mauled to death by a bear then right after that i'm like where are my friends at that's the next thing so having those feelings are absolutely normal 
and intermingling with people is a part of being human. So what do we do with that? When programmed into our core, we need to interact. So the first thing I would say is appreciate the quiet hours and spend that time trying to find yourself. A lot of times you end up becoming a chameleon as you try to look for social groups that you can engage with. You're searching so hard to be accepted that you don't even know who you are anymore because you've changed yourself so many times like a dirty pair of underwear trying to figure out how you can modify your behaviors and your mannerisms and your interests so that way you can blend in with whoever is the most immediate person to you whether that's your co-workers or friends outside of the park or you know passing strangers as you wait, wait for a bus you just become your environment hoping that somebody would say this person is just like me and uh, I will I will connect with this person but most people really don't like themselves so much that they would choose 10 people that were just like themselves people like interesting and new things so as you try to change yourself and become like somebody else a lot of people realize that and you know if you ever notice the relationship between uh, kids and their parents most of the time especially mothers and daughters they tend to feud a lot because they're so alike and sometimes when you have to deal with yourself it doesn't work out so well so that's just something to keep in mind as you try to adapt your personality to the environment that you're in so during those quiet hours you should try to improve yourself and and build your personal value and that's what attracts people to you in life you'll find folks that are energy givers and you'll find energy takers and most people are energy takers so what you need to do is build your personal value how do you do that is you deepen yourself in your particular area of interest you work on your fitness you work on your health if you're interested in science if you're interested in anime or comic books or whatever you work on becoming the best and most knowledgeable person in your areas of interest. You work on understanding yourself and your emotions, becoming self-aware, becoming personally accountable, understand your, your own situation. And when you get to a point where you've kind of ascended the effects of the outside world and you are one with yourself and you understand you know, what makes you sad, what makes you happy, where your interests lie, you start to understand, you know, on a deeper level, what's your purpose outside of living to pay bills and interact with people who probably won't be significant in the next one year of your life. When you really understand yourself, then people start to become interested in you because they said, you know what, this person is really deep into, you know, understanding themselves. They're deep into their hobbies, whether it's music or, or, or singing or gaming or whatever. There's, a, there's an audience for everyone. And if you deepen yourself and deepen the value that you can provide to other people, 100% there will be energy takers that will be swarming you, trying to see if they can siphon value from you.
even those kids that we call nerds in school that are programmers and stuff like that, and they sit behind a computer screen all day, at some point in their life, somebody's going to want to launch a business venture and they're going to need a programmer that can write JavaScript and, and React Native. And they're going to be looking for those guys. And then when they see what they can do, they're like, man, you are so smart. I want to be around you all the time because you provide value to me being the energy taker and I want to have you around. So those guys that they that were called nerds, they spent a lot of time investing in themselves and building their value that even the cool kids that are now 20 years old, 30 years old, and they used to be football players and high school jocks, they're seeking out those nerds because now they want to become business owners and they want to become entrepreneurs. And they're looking for those people who spent time building their value. In the meantime, they have other folks that weren't building value and they were running around trying to figure out how to appeal to the interest of the crowd they wanted to be a part of. And therefore, they never really had any unique value proposition and therefore they stay lonely. So most of the time we're seeking something from other people. And this is what we try to these are the buckets we try to fill when we're chasing, you know, that that satisfaction or, or kind of scratching that loneliness itch. So either we want validation from them, we want somebody to tell us that we're we're cool and that we're acceptable and we're looking for that validation from somebody else we're looking for inclusion we want to be a part of a group so that way we can tell people like oh yeah you know those three guys that's really cool in school you know those people you know who who get a lot of attention at work yeah those are my friends you want to be affiliated with you know the image of greatness so we're looking for that inclusion or we're just looking for acknowledgement just somebody that when we walk past they'll go out their way to, to acknowledge that we exist. And a lot of times that's what people are are searching for. So there was a, a book called The Four Agreements. I talked about it in a previous podcast. But, you know, one of the one of the agreements that they discussed is that you should never take anything personal to include compliments. And the reason why they say that is because the same things that lift you up can also put you down. And if an individual has the power to make you feel great about yourself because they validate you, then that same individual, when they don't validate you, they don't even have to say anything negative. They can just miss a day of validation and all of a sudden you don't feel so great because that validation is no longer there. So you have to be careful with that. What I recommend is that you go out there and you find your interest. And then in finding your interest, you'll find your crowd passively. So what I mean by that? So if you're, you know, you're doing your work, everybody else is distracted with life. They're engaging on social media, hanging out with their friends. You got nothing else to do because you're lonely. You come home, your house is empty. So you say, you know what? I'm going to try to get abs. I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to go run. I'm going to do this stuff every day. And you're on a mission. You're trying to improve yourself. You're trying to work on your fitness. You know, you're, you're studying, you're trying to get your certifications or whatever. You're going to the library, you're doing all this stuff all the time. And as you're doing these things and you're chasing that self-improvement, you're building your value. When you're at the gym, you're going to find people at the gym that you're going to see every day. And you're, eventually it's going to be, you know, strangers. And then after a few visits, you're going to wave to them. And after the third visit, you're going to, you know, exchange names. And then the fourth visit, you're going to greet them by name. Hey, Steve. Hey, Mike. You know, and over time, those people become a part of your crowd. 
And whenever they see you, they're more interested in, you know, how's your ab development going? What protein supplements are you taking? And now these people have passively started to fill that void of interaction. And then it spans from the gym engagements to say, hey, let's link up this, you know, this weekend. There's a, a Spartan race. And now all of a sudden you find yourself more and more engaged. You'll never get there if you spend a lot of time chasing other people's passions. Because when you chase somebody, else, somebody else's passion, you're only going to do what they do as long as they're doing it. And when they're no longer doing it, you're not interested in it anymore. And you don't stick around long enough to actually build your own organic audience. So you have to find your interests and engage in that interest. And don't think about everybody else that's around you that have already established their crowd. You just keep doing what you're doing, building your value. And then naturally, those people will come. And that takes me to the next point is don't compare yourself to other people. You don't count how many friends your friends have or people who you work with have. Don't count how many engagements and how many people give them compliments or who's in a relationship and who's not, who's the most popular. All that stuff really doesn't matter. And a lot of times you'll see influencers that are loved and adored. They have a million followers and everybody is, you know, commenting on every video. Every time they pop up on social media, people swarm to your live feeds and the same people are the ones that commit suicide, unfortunately, because they spend so much time trying to meet the expectations of other people that they lose themselves. They spend so much time trying to be this personality that, you know, they feel is earning them this attention that they don't feel they have the ability to have a bad day. They can't look bad. They can't, you know, not have something to post. They can't not have a great experience on, on a weekend. They forget that they're allowed to be human. And that's a ad- advantage that you have if you feel like you're currently in the lonely category because you don't have 20, 30, a thousand, a million people that have expectations of you. You can have a bad day and it's okay. And and at the end of the day, some of these people who you envy, the people who are in relationships that have four kids and a spouse, they may go home and they might be miserable that day. They may never get an opportunity to pursue their own hobbies and interests. They might not have an opportunity to find themselves because they're always so consumed with giving their energy outwards because, you know, kids can be energy takers. Relationships can, you know, be draining at times. Um, So you have to use your opportunity when you are by yourself to really venture inwards. Life is really a journey about understanding yourself. That's what I believe. I believe that, you know, two things in my philosophies on life is one that we were put here to understand And that's a very vast statement. I think that it takes a lot of years to really figure out what is this matrix that we live in? What is the meaning of life? It's it it transcends, um, you know, the, the paying taxes and the going to work and chasing credit scores. We could not have been created as divine as a, an occurrence as existence is merely to, do the things that society has established as normal and the requirements for for life 
uh, we, we literally live our lives all the way up to about 65 years old, contributing into a system that we're kind of, of ushered into at birth. You go through the, you know, this this uh, conveyor belt assembly line system where you go to school, you get spit out, you go to college, you get a trade, you get a job, you contribute to society. Then you spit out at the end in retirement age or uh, just long enough for you to have another 10 years to really control your life and then you die. Uh, someplace in between there, um, there's there's a purpose when you're living for those 70 years where you're supposed to, in my mind, understand what does this all really mean? You know, outside of all of the confusion and and all of the, the, the program programmatic, you know, systems that we're plugged into, what does it all really mean? And when you're by yourself, you have an opportunity to do that journey inward, to do some meditation and some self-reflection and to try to understand. And once you can add value to yourself, then you can now be a blessing to others. The other thing that I believe is that that life is about servant leadership. It's about scratching somebody else's back. I, in my mind, I envision this circle of people, if you can envision it with me that you're scratching somebody's itch to have an itch right in the middle of their back and you're there and you're scratching it. And while you're scratching that itch, they're scratching somebody's itch right in front of them. And this goes on, so on and so forth, all the way into a circle till somebody is scratching your back. And to me, that's what life is about. It's about doing for others, about servant leadership, because at the end of the day, when you build your value and you're able to contribute that value, as you're contributing value to somebody, they're contributing value to somebody else and it just kind of ripples and eventually that comes back full circle. Then you have those other people who put their hands over their shoulder and they're only trying to scratch their own back and the moment that they cannot do that anymore, then that itch gets um, gets unaddressed because they're unable to scratch their own back. So that's kind of my, my philosophy on life, you know, in those particular two areas. Kind of pivoting from there, I would, you know, say don't compromise your self-worth simply for acceptance. And what do I mean by that? A lot of times, you know, people will set thresholds uh, that you have to hurdle over and jump over in order to be in their social circle, in order to get their attention. They were like, okay, you need to, to chase me around and do all these things and, you know, meet this particular metric in order to be inside of my circle and they, they will make you feel as if it's an honor to be in their presence think about anybody that's in a power position whether they're a manager or a celebrity or whatever they will i mean they are these are people just like you and i but they will create this this invisible pedestal that they live on and they would make you uh subdue your own power and your own self-value and, and uplift them in your mind and say, I need to do whatever I could possibly do to get their attention because their attention is goes back to validation. It's so important to me, their validation and their acknowledgement that it's worth everything. So let me let me, you know, belittle myself, let me put myself, but let me subordinate myself to this individual just so that they can acknowledge me and bring me into their their cult group of worshiping because everybody else around this person make you know makes them feel even more empowered. And some people like that, they're energy takers because they love the attention that they get so that they set this threshold and they, they never they never come down. They never would admit that they're human and that they bleed, uh, but they will they will continue to contribute to the, the facade that you need to do something special to get their attention. And that could be 
a guy pursuing a, a, a girl that he's interested in or a girl pursuing a guy, you know, that looks a lot of different ways. Um, depends on where, where you're at and what you're engaging in. But never lower your self-worth to meet somebody, somebody else's expectation. Um, people need to equally earn each other's attention and there's no one person that should be valued above the other. So you need to stay firm in, in, in that particular area as you pursue those engagements. These, the chasing and the pursuit of feeling fulfilled and not lonely can turn into an obsession. A lot of times you observe this over the holidays um, as people start to look around and notice people holding hands. They see that people have friends. They have two or three people that that's interested in having a conversation. They might be in a group uh, of a few folks and, and every little thing that goes on around you, you become super sensitive to. And then you start to say, oh, man, look, everybody has friends. Oh, man, look at them. They got, you know, a husband and wife and a kid are, are walking together. Oh, look, there's a family inside of a minivan singing songs as they're on a road trip. And then all of a sudden you start to notice every single thing of how many people have how many people and who looks fulfilled and who does it. And all of a sudden you start comparing yourself to everybody's life and then you feel even more unfulfilled. So what happens when you do this? Well, I believe in the law of attraction and I believe that you attract who you are. And if you are a sad person, you'll attract sad people. And if you're vibrating at a low frequency of, of those low vibrational energies of sadness and depression and, and anger and stuff like that, then those type of experiences will continue to feed into your life. And you're like, why am I keep you know, finding more and more, you know, sad opportunities or sad experiences. Well, as you became obsessed over your loneliness and you were looking for validation that what you feel is real and, oh, here's some more proof. You know, a lot of times when people are going through something horrible or their minds are telling them negative things, then they subconsciously look for reasons to validate those inside feelings. And that turns into an obsession. And the more that those feelings are validated, the more they start to, to, you know, kind of sink into this emotion even more. And as they sink into this mentally, they constantly obsess over this negative narrative and they attract more of the same. So, you know, my recommendation, especially during the holiday times, is if there's festive times, then go celebrate. Go celebrate your health. Go celebrate your ability to experience um, connect with your family, you know, be open to interactions and, and new experiences. Um, at the end of the day, when you, when you're by yourself, you have the freedom to go out there and just be a part of whatever you choose to be a part of. And you got to go out there and just realize if you can walk, if you can dance, if you can jump, that's a blessing. There's a lot of people who don't have the opportunity to do these things. They don't have their health to go out there and, and experience. And if you have that, go celebrate it and go go to a Christmas mark, uh, Christmas market. If it's Christmas time, go to a, a pumpkin festival. If it's if it's the uh, Thanksgiving time, if there's if there are parties around you or whatever that's, you know, that's going on in your area, go out there and partake in it and 
you know, be social, talk to people, be open to conversations. And you might be surprised what you'll find out there, especially if you're super excited about where you're at. I know one guy I was talking to recently went to a rave and he was super excited. He was like, man, it's like Christmas Day. I go to this rave and I just let go and I have so much fun. And that's that's great. You know, go out there and find your your space and connect with people. I watched a video of this lady, um, I think it was on YouTube, and she was crying and she was talking about how everybody else has love and she can't find love and that, you know, people might not think she's pretty, but she feels that she's pretty to herself. And she said, I just want to be happy. Why can't I be happy? And it was like the saddest thing, you know, watching her cry and talk about how lonely she felt. But as I was watching the video, I was thinking to myself, what type of person would feel as if they wanted to gravitate towards a person who was emanating that emotion? The only thing that you would get is sympathizers momentarily. People might pop up and say, hey, it's going to be okay. But people generally, they want to take energy and they want positive energy. So they don't necessarily want the negative energy. So the more that you stay in that funk and you don't have that ability to to look at your situation and say, you know what, let me find ways that I can scratch my own itch. I can, you know, they say you're, you're, you're born alone and you die alone and we have to learn how to live this life, you know, the best we can on our own faculties with the things that we can control because at the end of the day, we are accountable and responsible for our happiness and our life experience. And you can never, you should never give that power to control your story to somebody else. You should never have a dependency on somebody else to add value or, or improve your story. Don't give that power away. That's yours. And in that situation, as I was watching that video, I was thinking she's given her power for happiness over to an unknown person that she's waiting to come and fulfill that for her. And and the more that that situation didn't get fulfilled, the more it validated her perspective that everybody has it and she'll never have it. The more it fed into her depression of I don't feel like going anywhere. I feel ugly. The more that she felt ugly, the more she had this story in her mind, which interacted with people where she said, when they're talking to me, they're probably observing how ugly I am, which makes her more introvert. And then it just turns into this mental health challenge, the social challenge that you can, and you can't even assess when you're so deep down inside of it. It's just this world becomes so vivid and real to you that you have a hard time pulling yourself out of it because you've dug yourself deep into this belief system that you're always going to be lonely and to change your mind about that is not an easy thing that's something that takes a lot of personal accountability but what I, what, what I will say is that you have to start pulling that small thread the first thing that you're willing to do start there that that, that one little thing where you say you know what I probably need to build a skill watch some YouTube videos, start to build a skill. And as you build a skill and you watch YouTube videos, and then you go to, to some professional development training, and then you take the next step and the next step. And eventually that skill you want to build, you got a little depth in it. You learn how to play the piano. So now you want to show everybody that you can play the piano. So you go to an airport and you 
play some tunes that you know when you attract a little crowd and you get a little round of applause and you feel validated now you want to go do more of that and you go you know build your skills even more and more and all of a sudden you know you're an expert uh, piano player and you're around a bunch of other musicians that also play piano and then you can't even remember ever having felt lonely or how you transitioned from feeling alone to finding your crowd and finding your relationship and finding everything that you need but it just takes that first step of pulling that little thread of change and then see where it takes you but you have to you know positivity is like a seed that you have to plant you have to plant that seed and you have to nurture it you have to water it and then let it grow but if only the only thing that you're planting is seeds of negativity that's the only thing that's going to continue to grow the more you obsess about your condition your situation and everybody else's situation you're planting these seeds of negativity and more of that will grow so you have to be conscious of this and just take that first step to focus on yourself just as long as you do the work just as long as you focus on building value in yourself and you just obsess over that people will notice and people will gravitate towards that it's like a magnetic pull people just got to be around the guy it doesn't matter i mean you look at some of these celebrities out there not the best looking people in the whole world i mean you're probably a gazillion times better looking than some of these folks that get so much praise but people gravitate towards them because they are perceived to have you know celebrity power and people want to be around that but that's no different than the individual that amasses just local local power in their communities and in, in their workplace and, and you know in their gym i mean you can be the guy that benches the most and people will gather around as you put 450 pounds on there and lift weights and people will come and high five you and want to know what you're doing to get so strong people will come and high five you if you um if you show up every day in starbucks and you're always you know reading stacks and stacks of book and they see that you're religiously in there and you're constantly reading and engaging and the same people see you all the time eventually somebody's going to ask a question they want to know what are you doing what are you reading seeing here all the time just find your space and let people come and that's the way the world works and a lot of times we can't see it because we're so distracted and there's so many distractions out there if you open up social media you'll see a lot of videos of people living their best life and then you feel like oh man they got it i don't but that's all a facade you know it's a facade and when you pull back the layers you'll start to find that behind these these personas there are real people with real problems and people who have problems that will probably gladly take your problems to replace theirs so kind of circling back around to the beginning dealing with loneliness is a common human condition everybody has a potential to feel lonely but it's about what you do next with that emotion is about becoming accountable becoming uh self observant to look at your own feelings and analyze your own feelings you got to take those first steps otherwise this becomes uh a mental health condition it turns into an obsession and that's pretty much what i want you guys to think about uh as you guys ingest this particular episode if you have friends that have that challenge of feeling lonely share this podcast with them or share some advice with them some of the things that we talked about it's not an easy thing to get over um feeling 
lonely, especially if it's from a breakup. But working on yourself will always bear fruit. Just work on yourself, plant that seed, water it, and just watch for growth. All right, guys, that's all for this episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Military Mentor Podcast. See you guys next week.